Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Carrie. And this is Hopoxia Podcast. Join us to talk about sex, drugs, and self-improvement. Okay, so I have the microphone and the headphones now, so I can actually hear. Like a minute ago, it was just you two talking, and I was like, shit, the sound was not. It was like picking up the sound through the microphone, and I was like, it doesn't have speakers, so. Oh, wait. Hmm. Now that you mention that, I don't think the sound is coming into my ears either. I think it's coming off the phone. Hold on. Hey, that's better. Sorry if I've been screaming at you and didn't realize it because I couldn't hear. <laughs> a little, I'm a little off today. You know, Sam, like this whole weekend, but I also just didn't take my meds today, so. I've been trying to I'll remember if I took my meds today or if it was just so late last night that I'm counting it for today. It's toss up. Very funny. <laughs> I I finally I gave up and bought a pill planner. I've got one of those Be somewhere. <laughs> because I, I because I can't remember. I'm like, am I remembering taking that today or was that yesterday or was that last week? I have no idea. Now I'm knocking my 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 um, stand down. Um, so I got a pill planner. So it's great for a week until I have to refill it. Then it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forget to refill us. mine. And I need, like, I only got the one that just has, like, the one-time pills. Mm -hmm. But I need, like, two because I have morning pills from ADHD meds because you can't take those, like, <laughs> late in the day. Uh, right. You'll never sleep again. Not if you want to sleep. I have nighttime meds. <laughs> so. I've never actually taken any ADHD meds. Um they tried to give me some at one point, but they were like, well, we got to get your depression under control. So they gave me meds for my depression and they were like, oh, we have to have that, your anxiety and depression under control before we're willing to give you your ADHD meds. And I was like, okay, tried those. And I tried three different variants and that was the worst side effects I've ever had. Like I've, oh, no. I've taken shrooms a few times and I probably should have said that, but anyway, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. fine. But anyway, Everybody's always like, oh, you know, like you'll trip balls and all this stuff on shrooms. And no, like I'm assuming if it's like alcohol, if you took an absurd amount, then yes. But, you know, I'm not Mike Tyson. I'm not over here eating like chocolate bars of mushrooms while on an interview or something. But uh, like the the uh, meds they gave me for depression. Oh, my gosh. I felt like my body was turned into like the best I can explain it is I was laying in bed because they were like, oh, you want to take these like right before you go to sleep. And when they said they were talking like 30 minutes. And I mean, like, I had, like, five, and all of a sudden my head started tingling, and I was like, oh, this is weird. Oh, no. So I, like, laid down, and then all of a sudden it felt like my body was sand, and it was, like, pouring in on itself is the best I can describe it. It's, like, just That's a tingling. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was going to die. I was like, well, this is uh, it. Yeah, I would have totally, I would have totally freaked out. And I would have had it melt down I would have. I would have given myself a heart attack just like, <laughs> what is happening to my the only oh, time anything that's, like that's ever happened to me was when I got way too high from an edible and I mm. got seasick because it felt like I was on a boat. Oh, okay. No. Just like yeah. walking, rocking back and forth trying to get to the bathroom. I've been on oh, one of those no. Lord of the Ring experiences before. They are, it was they're intense. <laughs> this was much different though. It was just like, because my whole body was like, like I've had body highs before, but this was something totally different mm -hmm. and when i told the doctor about it he was like well you know take it for a couple of weeks and it'll calm down and i was like i took oh the next God. day and i was like nope nope i can't do this i was like i am starting to feel like i might die any moment 
And, I, you know, the first night I was just like, well, if I die, I die, you know. <laughs> but then I was like, maybe I shouldn't chance it so much. Yeah, just just keep just keep experiencing this horrific nightmare for a couple of weeks and see what happens. That doesn't sound like good advice to me. That's what they said for my ADHD meds too. Mm -hmm. For my ADHD meds, they were like, just take them for two weeks and you're going to have most of the side effects and then they'll calm down. And I was like, love that for me. It's going to be great. (laughs) See, I've never taken ADHD meds Mm. and like I have to make, I've I've been trying to make another appointment for like a week. You know how, how that goes. Because I went for to get new anxiety meds, and of course they're like, you need, you really should have something that you take every day. Well, I can't remember to take. I can't be trusted to take my medication every day. You're gonna have to treat the ADHD before that's ever gonna fucking mm-hmm. happen. So right. they gave me a rescue med, and now I need to go back for the. Uh, yeah, like I said, been trying to do that for a week. We'll see how that works. I don't want to call people. <laughs> well, my problem is I don't want to call people. I hate calling people. What is wrong with me? Yeah, I can I do it for people. work. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. You're, when you're paid to do something, you can rationalize it. But then when it's your free time, you're like, I don't want to be. I have a friend of mine who loves to talk on the phone for like two hour increments every time. My sister does the same thing. I try so hard to avoid calling them unless I have that two hours time set aside. And like now it's like me and him play Xbox together. So he just, we get that time in there. So, you know, it's, that's a safe. I like that one much better than being on the phone for two hours straight. Some yeah. reason it makes me panic. I can't do other stuff while I'm on the phone. It just does not work. I really, cause Summer has called me with her youngest on the phone too. And like, I'll have friends that like come and hang out or just like be on the phone with them. But like specifically when Summer calls me or like video chats me, I will clean my whole entire room or like house while I'm on the phone with her. I don't know what it is. It, she, it helps. It's right. Like it's hard for her to get started otherwise. But if, if she's on the phone, she'll get up and do it. So we I just sit there and talk to her while she cleans. <laughs> See, I've what? tried this tactic before of like cleaning while I'm on the phone with somebody and I just misplace things because then later I'm like, I did not pay attention to where I put shit. Because your brain wasn't yeah, focused on that. My brain was yeah. like all focused on the phone call. Like, uh-huh, okay, you're getting a new car. That's cool. Where the fuck did all of my tax go? And then it's a panic because I'm like, they're tax. This is a problem. <laughs> I was reading like a thing about that the other day and it was like adults with ADHD. I think it was on Reddit or something. Mm. Um, and they posted about how they're constantly losing things. And so they've designated like three or four spots for like everything. And those are the only three or four spots they're allowed to put stuff. And it's helped them so much. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Even with the meds, I still can't really do it. <laughs> I tried. So. I have a key box now. So all my keys and anything that goes in my pockets on the daily goes in that key box. Um, and I keep telling everybody, I'm like, I need to take all the cabinet doors off of my cabinets so because out them. of sight, out of mind kind of thing. You know, like I'll forget what food I buy. And then now I have like so many bags of chips right now, like the same <laughs> plain corn tortilla chips. I have three bags of them and they're like the huge bags because I eat like a lot of like salsas and like, you know, yeah. They have so, nachos for days. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I People come over, I'm like, do you want some chips? No, take some chips. <laughs> I do that with vegetables. I'll buy like 
the pre-made salad mix and then mm. forget it's in my fridge. <laughs> yeah. And then I have sad wilted lettuce at the yeah. bottom of my fridge. I There's a bag of spinach in there. It's not even open. <laughs> Stop putting it in the bottom of the refrigerator. Put it right on the front shelf, in, uh, on the top shelf, in the front. That's the only way you're ever going to see it. <laughs> That's fair. And I should do that. So I'm going to try. The only way. <laughs> if I put it in like an ice cream tub, I could find it. I guarantee you. Yeah, I don't go looking, right? That's I a see good that idea. first. I'm like, oh, ice cream. <laughs> it would be sad when you open it and spinach. <laughs> no, see, this is when I blame past Victor for stuff. I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> One to eat healthy. You got me. All right, I'm in. <laughs> so, if there was ever a better demonstration of the fact that we're all ADHD here, we forgot to do the introduction. So um, today, Victor is here, and we're, so we can so we can commiserate about our neuro spiciness. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's on brand. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, we're it's real. we're real here. You know what's crazy is I thought about that an hour ago. I'm like, does she just? Does she, do they have to have it a lot of time for the intro, or do they just put that in at the at an edit or? Yeah. What what is in there where we introduce ourselves is actually just a, an edit where mm -hmm. from like the first show we just like chop yeah. that out and stick it at the beginning every time right. and then we just introduce the guest because otherwise we yeah it never works right. My name's at the bottom. There's <laughs> like not much forget, more to it than that. <laughs> right. Okay. Like we forget. Well, we forget. So we do that thing where when it's time for us to talk and it's something that you know, more or less scripted, you know, something that then we freeze and we're like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to say, even <laughs> though it's just, Hey, I'm Carrie. No. She forgets her name. Right. And I'm yeah. like, uh, what were, what was I talking about? So yeah. Every time I can't, you, it's really bad. Like for work. Cause I have to call people and ask like specific questions and it's the same way. Like I just, I lose all of it. It's all gone immediately. <laughs> immediately forget why i'm here what my name is and what we're doing right oh god no you're doing much better than i have done like the reason why i have a microphone here and some headphones and this laptop and some other microphones is because i was going to start a podcast and that's as far as i got with it because the endorphins kind of just like capped out at a certain point i'm like moved on to 3d printing which i have <laughs> two printers set up one of them almost finished and the other one i've printed a test on and that's as far as i got with those so you know hobbies ADHD it's great yeah so if I ever get up that way with a, a couple hours of free time I'll check and see if you're still hyper fixated on 3d printing because if so I want to see how that works <laughs> oh yeah yeah no all my friends are like oh yeah you need to print this for me and like of course you know they're asking for like gun parts and other, and other things that they can you know like people are that they think they'd be crazy for me to print. And I'm over here just trying to figure out if I can like, how the fuck do I get this to print level? <laughs> <laughs> really step, in depth on it. My stepdad does 3D printing and he and my mom do like Star Wars, um, like trooping. I almost said cosplay, but it's not cosplay. Like it's called trooping. They do that and they print a lot of like their armor pieces that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is kind of why I, okay, so I don't, I go to these events and I always act like I'm, I'm not that nerdy. And then I went with one of my friends and he was like, he was asking me like all these questions. I was telling him like all these people, what they're dressed as, what it's related to and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, God, like I thought I was a nerd, but he's like, <laughs> you're like, I'm like, well, I just know a little bit about everything. 
And then like I started telling about how I knew people that uh, had a whole wedding because they knew a troop in Hawaii that came out and did their whole wedding with uh, Star Wars. I mean, like sorry, Darth Vader and uh, and the whole nine. And I mean, like it, it was pretty cool. But ever since I saw that, I was like, man, that would be kind of fun. My but then I don't want to put myself in that universe either of like going and doing that stuff and being committed to it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> My parents had a Star Wars wedding in like 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. Mm. I don't remember. Uh, but they were, in fact, dressed up in their uh, Merc armor. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy that officiated the wedding was dressed up. Their uh, best man and maid of honor were dressed up. I was not dressed up. I wore a Star Wars t-shirt and shorts because it was hot. So I come from a long line of nerds. Yeah. So can someone help me out? What exactly is the difference in trooping and cosplaying? So from what I understand, the, the troops, like they're a, a specific group. Like they will all belong to the same number unit. And they have like you know ranking orders and stuff and they just go out and do like i don't know they do events like charity events weddings of course um they have meetings whereas cosplay you just put together a costume here at home and show up at an event and do it i have some friends that do cosplay and get paid for and travel all over and i have some other friends that are in their troop and their troop decides where they get paid to go to and and you know what so it's in. just a higher level of commitment <laughs> yes yeah, basically like, okay my parents they do like charity events a lot for like children's hospitals um they went to disney and did like star wars day um they do a lot of like cancer walks and all kinds mm -hmm. of things like that and people like pay them to be there or they'll just go volunteer their time and go like every weekend <laughs> so they have so much fun. They even have little um, cards, trading cards, like Pokemon, but with their faces on it. So, and like I all didn't know that part. That's on cool. the back. So. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm learning so many new things. When my parents started doing it, I was like, "Wow, this is how did you guys find this?" <laughs> <laughs> My mom has never been about that life and now she's all about it. So that's why I have a friend of mine that uh he's into swing dancing. He didn't even really dress western, but his wife got into swing dancing class and then it turns out it's like a their national circuit uh swing dancing group and she didn't know that when she joined and she had done swing dancing younger. So he she started asking him to go because she has taught him how to swing dance and he gets there and now he wears like full cowboy get up and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I don't really care for the boots, but you know, I got to wear them all this weekend. Cause I'm going to, you know, Nashville and doing some kind of historic thing and like travels all over the U S doing it. And I'm just like, that's crazy. He's been on a few TV shows and stuff. <laughs> yeah. People get into things when you get older, <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Apparently I'm, yeah. <laughs> just got to find my, my niche. <laughs> I mean, if you can find one to commit to, that's the thing, right? It, sure. That's the, the ADHD thing is just kind of moving from one to another, right? So. Right. <laughs> that's the way I was hey, I had the realization the other day, you know, I've got, um, what, five degrees? And it finally just hit me the other day that, oh, my God, those were hyperfixations. <laughs> and that's why I did not even care to use any of them after I graduated. <laughs> 
it happens, you know. Yeah. It's the ADHD that's an curse. It's an expensive fucking hobby. Have you seen my <laughs> yeah. stupid long <laughs> Yeah, I prefer my hobbies of like picking up like paint styles and like scrapbooking and journaling and like all of those things. They're much cheaper. They are. Probably less that's, fulfilling. That, that's okay. I don't plan to pay, pay off my student loans, so it'll be fine. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that also, uh, she's done what you've done, went through multiple degrees, and she even went through a culinary school and oh. did that for like, I believe it was five years. She worked at uh, some five-star restaurant or whatever in Dallas and was like the head chef. And once she got that, she did it for like two years and was like, yeah, I've lost all interest in this. <laughs> went back to college up here at OU. And she's like, yeah. She's like, uh, I guess that was just something I just really enjoyed the ride of. And then once the endorphins were gone, I was just like, well, this is not for me. Right. <laughs> I'm just You're like, just man, that is, that is some uh, long-term dedication to some uh, endorphin chasing right there. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, what's, it's just the way some of us work, all right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Whenever... <laughs> I was a missionary for a while and I was like super passionate about it, except for I started realizing I don't agree with the church or anything to do right. with what we were doing on there, but I liked working with the people and like feeding centers and all that kind of thing. And then once I started realizing that, I was like, why am I here? This is weird. <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> once you almost get kicked side. out of Mexico because of, uh, because you're walking into bars and stuff and the churches down there really did not like that. Um, I started realizing, I, was like, I don't think I fit in with these people. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, we definitely don't fit in with those people. So right. <laughs> the ap the apostates that we are. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we like it. We're happy over here. Yeah, yeah Carrie totally ta caught me uh, <laughs> um, being shady to the to 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 the <laughs> proselytizers on Twitter the other day. I saw you liked them because it was from the it was from the um, channel's account, and then I saw her like it. I'm like, well, I'm glad she didn't get mad because I didn't do this on my personal <laughs> account. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. It was like I don't remember what they said. Like, and oh, it was about like staying away from like witchcraft and magic and all the fun things in life. Uh, and she like said something about how like God loves you, and Summer said oh, she said Jesus loves you because my original comment was that okay that doesn't apply to to those of us who aren't part of the book club anymore. Yeah. So continue living your heath, your best heathen life. And her response was Jesus loves you. <laughs> and then Summer said you we've moved on since the breakup. Hopefully he will too. And I was like. <laughs> Should we get a restraining order? And then someone replied that the Supreme Court ruled you can't get us a uh, restraining order unless they're real. Right. You so. can't file there. And this actually has gone to um, the Supreme Court more than once because there's been tried attempts at lawsuits against Satan. And I think there was one attempted for Jesus. And that was their ruling is you cannot um, file legal actions against them because they have to be real and be able to be served the petition mm. so the message of logical <laughs> jesus and satan are real yeah. yeah that's someone actually did try to sue satan because i believe it was uh he had lost a lot of money in a casino and he was blaming mm, satan for that. his gambling problem <laughs> and so he wanted to sue satan because it was his fault that he had a gambling problem or something like that lost school it's been a minute but <laughs> that was the gist That's of it. 
As someone who worked in a casino for a while, I don't think it's Satan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just your brain releasing that dopamine when you get that small win. Uh, then when you lose, then you blame Satan. So, don't blame Lucy. Satan. He didn't do it. Not him. I didn't think I could ever get hooked on anything. Gambling is one of those things. <laughs> I know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it wasn't like I got, like, really bad into it. But it's like, once you start losing money that you don't have, you start thinking, like, okay, this isn't, like, something fun to do with my friends. Because I, I worked in the casinos overnight shift. So the the small town I was in would, uh, that had nothing open during those hours that I was awake, that I was off. So we would end up going to the casino and drinking like early in the night. And then we were like, oh, we should go do something else. And they're like, well, we're here. We might as well play for a little bit. Then we would start making it a habit of doing that. And then before too long, we're all sitting there like, oh, man, fuck, I lost my second paycheck for the month. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, casinos don't pay a lot. So <laughs> Right. See, I'm the opposite. I have such high anxiety about not having enough money to do what I need to do that I can't stand to put more than like $20 in the machine and then I'm done. Oh, I, I am started like, that way. Believe I am, me. I am, the, I am the least amount of fun to take to the casino. My I'll, I'll go with my friends to, and I'm like, I'll be DD, but the yeah. only money that I'm putting in this machine is what you give me. I'm not <laughs> losing my money. <laughs> Stay that way because it, there's a threshold. And once you cross that threshold, then it's just like it gets easier and easier each time. And then before too long, you're like, well, this is really fucking stupid. It's not like I was ever out like, you know, over you know thousands of dollars or something like that. But I was out like a couple hundred and I'll be like, man, this is this next couple of weeks going to be really tight. <laughs> like I didn't ever like sink it, but I'm Yeah. I had to stop myself before I started doing that. Wow. I worked in the casino as like a beverage girl. So I walked around with the tray. Um, mm -hmm. I worked at like the bar and the restaurant and stuff. And I just, I could not do it. Like I would lose like $5 and cry. Mm. I was like, I can't. I worked hard for that tip. Give it back. <laughs> right. It was not my favorite. And I just, I saw so many people like gamble away. Like their whole like disability checks in there mm -hmm. a few times and it made me so sad i was like please go home i like yeah, we, that i like seeing your face and knowing you're okay but please go home we had a lady that uh started out with a cleaning business that used to come in there all the time and her and her sister had just started a cleaning business because they both lost their jobs uh she had gotten divorced so her husband made most of the money so anyway she was telling me this whole story about how she when i first met her about how she uh started this cleaning business and it just kind of took off and then she turned it into like a you know a couple hundred thousand a year cleaning business that she was running from oklahoma city to tulsa through like the whole east side of the state and then she started coming in with uh like she'd come in with these really lifted trucks with lights all over them and all this then she starts coming in in a work truck and then before too long she's driving an old beat up work truck and we're like what happened to your truck and she'd tell us all these excuses but then we found out that she was like $180,000 in the hole for the year from gambling. Yeah. And then she started getting the meth and then we had to arrest her and it was bad. Yeah. Well, that escalated quickly. That yeah. Quick. It was all like a year and a half of Jeez. knowing her. Yeah. It went really fast. That hurts me to think about. Oh yeah. That's a, that was the saddest part of working security at those casinos is because you would get used to people being there. And like some people knew that like, they were like, Oh, I've got my $20. I spend every paycheck and see where it goes or whatever. And then some people had like their own savings accounts. that's just for gambling. And if there's not money in there, they don't touch any other money. Wow. Um, 
What's that like? Was, yeah. To have a sa- to have a savings account. <laughs> just for game, like, <laughs> right. just having it. at all. Yes. We had Sorry, a lawyer from ahead. Oklahoma City that would come in and he would spend uh, around eighty grand in write off. And I don't know how he was doing it, but he told he tried to explain it to me one time, and I was just like, "How is that legal to write off eighty grand?" Because he's like, "Well, I'm sitting here contemplating cases, so I write this off as like." time of contemplation or whatever. And I was like, I don't think you can like, I'm pretty sure that has to be in between each case. Not like at the end of the year, I just got like this saved amount of money and I'm just going to toss it in here and see where it goes. I was never in, I never did tax law, but I was always told (laughs) that you could count things. Like if you take clients to dinner or something like that so like Mm -hmm. if you take one of your clients or your colleagues you know you can do like a firm event or something that you could write that off but i didn't think you could just sitting there contemplating your cases the lady he brought could have been a client but i think he was but anyway no (laughs) i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know no no judgment here Maybe she can write it off as a business expense too. Yeah, that's you know helping each other out there. I'm sure that's right. Mutually beneficial relationship. <laughs> quid, quid pro quo. There you go. Right. I don't think I can say that. <laughs> I don't even know what you guys said. <laughs> quid pro quo. Quid yes. pro quo. No. Tit for tat. I get tongue. T- I get tongue tied trying to roll it too fast. Quid pro quo. Quo. Bid pro quo. Is that right? I was always tuning in just right in that spot. Like, or well, I guess, or, you know, jumping into that spot. I'm not high enough for this, y'all. I'm not high at all. Neither am I. So what you can, what you missed when you, what we were talking about when you came in, Victor, mm. was I was about to have a meltdown. Because... Mm-hmm. So I... I don't know. I started smoking weed probably in, I don't know, high school, young teens. I don't know. how. It's been a long time. And I used to be really good at rolling and stuff. But now I, you know, I've had a lot of joint problems lately, right? So my wrists and my fingers hurt a lot. So I can't just roll like normal anymore. And so I've been using. Having joint problems. Yes, the, the wrong, <laughs> I've got I've got multiple kinds of joint problems apparently. <laughs> so I've been trying to use the rolling machine, and it went fine for a, a long time. It was going just fine, but today I can't seem to make it work. Like I failed at it three times in a row, and wanted to throw myself down and have a toddler tantrum because I can't figure it out and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. The little rolling joint uh, machine thing, yeah, the plastic thing. Now, not the one with the two wheels. The um. The, the easier one. That's See, I don't know the, how to roll joints little, at all. The little. Oh, okay. Well, I gave oh, my last. Oh, okay. I, yeah. And I gave my last. I'm out of cones and I gave my last um, pipe away. So I guess I will just have edibles tonight. Call it good because. You only, I, I, I only do edibles. Um, I, I don't really like smoking weed at all. Like vaping it's fine, but like smoking it, I don't really care for, especially like I didn't start smoking until I was 30. So yeah, like, I, and then I've just like, I like edibles. Edibles work great for me. 
Everybody else Edibles. thinks they're terrible, but I'm like, they're gross. Really? That's what I usually use, especially for pain or to sleep is the edibles. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm trying really hard today. That's why I was trying to smoke a little bit, which I was, I smoked the last of what I had a little, you know, a little bitty tiny. Um, anyways, because I'm trying to calm the ADHD a little bit. So I'm not mm -hmm. talking over you guys constantly. Oh I yeah, no, that. it's fine. Wait, I come I from know. a family of all ADHD people. We yell at each other. Christmas is fucking crazy. It's just us yelling. It's a bunch of like I know, Irish people I know yelling you. at each other. <laughs> very loud, right? It's very loud. Eight, eight conversations going across the room at the right. same time. And I know you two can keep up with it, but I think our listeners will, um, like their brains might explode and then we'll get sued <laughs> and it just might not be... <laughs> Listen, you gotta keep up with the narrow spicy people. It's like a marathon. It's okay. Just you'll get there. So my eleven year old just realized, see he's ADHD too. And um so I have three of my kids are bio kids, okay? The oldest one's autistic, but the sec the young so the younger two are both ADHD and lucky them, I think they also got my joint problems and stuff. They seem to get all the bad things from my my DNA too. So anyways, my 11 year old has just realized that not everybody's brain is on rapid fire all the time like his. And he's How like, so like he's trying, yeah, he's, he's trying to wrap his head around this and he keeps asking people questions like, you know, <laughs> how well they can multitask and how many things they can keep up with at a time. And, and also since he found out there are people with no, inner monologue he's asked every single person that we've come across since then if they have an inner monologue because he can't wrap his head around this either see i love that because i didn't know other people didn't have that either like i, I didn't either that was did, new to me but mm -hmm. there's also people that think in like pictures and like not mm -hmm. words and i didn't know that was a thing because i think in constant words and it never shuts up Ever. I I think in pictures, but see, it's pictures and words because it's not usually yes. just still right. images. It, well, it's still images, like say I'm reading something, right? So then the word, I get those pictures as I yeah. read the word. But if it's like a memory or I'm thinking through something familiar, something like that, it's like a movie in my head. When I and read, so it's, it's like words and pictures in my head, and that's how mm -hmm. I was like so ahead of everybody when I was reading as a kid. Is because it was like a movie and so it would just go really quick for me mm -hmm. but like when I'm thinking back in memories it's usually like me thinking about like what happened and I'm like talking it out to myself and like I can visualize yeah. it but it's just it's weird how everybody's brains are like so different <laughs> so do you are you an external processor where you would do better if you talk it out whether it's talking to somebody or even just saying it out loud yourself or is it all silently internal i think it's a mixture because like i there's some things i can like process by myself but like big like topics i have to have somebody else to talk to about it like things that i talk about in therapy i couldn't process like the thought process i couldn't process the thought process <laughs> behind it we're with you without like other people <laughs> like there being like why like that doesn't make sense like why you're whatever you're doing whatever for whatever reason I was like you know you're right <laughs> like I don't know why I did that either but I wouldn't I have know these, until I talked to somebody these conversations at work all the time because <clears throat> I started realizing like 
they think, okay, so one of the guys there, which I explained this summer, I think the other day that one of the guys at my job thinks that I do stuff out of attention. And he thinks that his niece who has ADHD does stuff out of attention. I'm like, no, it's just, that's just how you think and how you process things. And I've, I've been told this all my life, you know, that like, oh, you're just acting out for attention. And I'm like, I could give a shit less if you pay any attention to me. I'm going to do this. I do the same weird shit at work that I do at home. <laughs> right. Like, I talk to myself very loudly. <laughs> um, I make jokes to myself. The other day I was <laughs> just, this may be just about how weird I am, but I mean, like, I think it's the ADHD thing. And I was making a joke about a pop can that was sitting next to me and it like pinged all of a sudden loudly. And I don't remember what I said, but I laughed at it because it amused me. Because <laughs> it was and funny. Yeah. That's the thing is I, I tell everybody at work, I'm like, if I say something and you think it's funny, that's great. It's just a, you're just a uh, bystander in this situation because I'm only saying it out loud for myself because I found it amusing. <laughs> But we get in these conversations about um, like the way we process things and the way you think about stuff. And I was asking them, I'm like, whenever you're like thinking about a number, like whenever you're doing math, because we're working engineering firms. So it's like constant math stuff. I'm like, do you have you just think and picture it like a multiplication homework or whatever? Or do you have like like for me, it looks like and I don't know why this came in, but it's like, you know, on C-SPAN, the scrolling at the bottom of it, of the uh, one of their just throwing off Dow reports and all that at the bottom. Okay. That is how I visualize all my math in my head. It's all like scrolling numbers going by in red lights. <laughs> exactly like the uh, the Dow reports on CNN. That sounds stressful to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that will be going while I'm having a conversation. And uh -huh. like, so I can keep up with the numbers while I'm talking. Okay. And it's just how my brain is sorted it out. And that's the same way whenever you're talking about reading, I picture like I can... If I'm telling somebody about something I've read, I can pull up the the text and reread it um, later on, but I have to like really focus to do it. But my brain like keeps stuff all the time. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I know it's in there, but then like in the middle of a conversation, I completely again. lose track of whatever the fuck it was I was trying to think of. And I had to sit there for a minute. I was like a crazy person just <laughs> like, oh, so, okay, never mind. I know what it is. So that's the real reason I lie to people about how old I am. Because I don't know off the top of my head. I never do. Like, my brain yes. doesn't do that. And so then I have to do the math in my head. But for some reason, I was born at 81. And for some reason, that odd number throws me off on doing the math. And so then I have to like figure out how, how, you know, 80 and then to what anyway. So I look like an idiot because I'm sitting there like trying to do the math in my head instead of just telling, answering them. So that's the real reason I lie to people about how old I am. Yeah, I always just round it to something that I'm comfortable with. I'm like, man, 35, 40, whatever. <laughs> I'm somewhere between those two. I'm, I'm old-ish. I am a number. I, I don't know. I do not identify as an age anymore. <laughs> I mean, my mom has been 29 for... Yeah. Fifth, fifth years. She's, yep. Yeah. I, don't know how I stayed, I stayed with that for a very long time just because it was easier than trying to remember how old I actually was until I, uh, what, like four years ago, I couldn't pull it off anymore. <laughs> My mom is in her I woke 50s up broken. <laughs> and has like, she's almost in her 50s and has like butt length gray hair. It's, we'll tell you she's 29. So. <laughs> I'll go with it. Like it's fine. Nobody questions it anymore. Well, I always tell people like, why does it matter? Like nobody, mm. it does. It literally, once you turn 21, nobody gives a fuck how old you are yeah. truly until, you know, re you're ready for the senior citizen discount. So like, why, 
<laughs> right. Why do I have to keep up with it? Like that that's it's too much. I got better things to do. I do really enjoy talking to like small kids about how old I am. Cause they're like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Right. So, they like, think that number is so huge. Like, I don't... <laughs> That's my favorite though. Cause I worked at a center with like autistic children and I had like a, how old is he? Like six or, he was like six or seven. And he was like, Miss Carrie, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 28. And he was like, oh, wow. Did you have color TV? And I'm like, yes. See, that's why people <laughs> about that kind of stuff is because they'll ask the most crazy questions, and you're like, wow, they really have no idea. <laughs> like, it's it's my favorite. I don't like talking about it with like adults, but kids, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> that's like I remember when I worked today, uh, kids camp. They had I was helping them put something up on top of a shelf, and anyway, the kids saw some stretch marks on the side of my body, and they were like, <clears throat> what are those? And they like started freaking out. And I was like, oh, that's where a tiger got me. And I just, <laughs> I had all these kids convinced I'd fought a tiger. And they were like, wow. And they told all the other, <laughs> they were like, what do these kids keep telling you about, like telling us that you fought a tiger? And all the other camp guys I worked with, they were like, you know, they were confused by it. I was like, oh, they saw some stretch marks. And I just go with it, man. <laughs> I was like, I also convinced them another woman was Britney Spears because she drove a convertible and was blonde. <laughs> she did not appreciate that. She, uh, she got hassled every time she drove up in her car. I love that. <laughs> those those kids are going to believe that they saw Britney Spears until yeah. they're like in their 30s and one day wake up at like 2 a.m. Like, oh my God, he was lying. <laughs> He's going to have that, that light bulb that moment. It, you remember the guy that fought the tiger? I think he might have been lying about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually fought a tiger. <laughs> this doesn't look anything like Britney Spears' autograph. <laughs> What was she doing in Tallahena, Oklahoma? Like, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but truly, what is anyone doing in Tallahena, Oklahoma? That's fair. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And to be sure you never miss an upload, make sure you turn your notifications on. And please come join us on social media so we can continue these conversations in between episodes. You'll find us at Hapoxia Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.